Welcome to another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo, your host, and appreciate you being here today. Today, as always, we bring in our trademark attorney. She is Susanna Mahady with Mahady Law, and you can find her on the internet at mahadylaw.com. Today, we are talking about trademark office actions, and specifically, what happens after you submit your trademark application. It's important information if you're thinking on trademarking your business name. It is a rare Tuesday edition of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo. Appreciate you being here today. And Tuesday, we normally do this on Wednesday, we bring in our trademark attorney, Susanna Mahady, with the law offices of Susanna M. Mahady. And uh, we talk about your trademark issues. And so let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring her in. Hello, Susanna. Hello. Hello. Good morning. And we're now approaching... 2023. And so let's say there are some business owners out there that are are thinking, you know, I need to take my name to the next level. I need to secure it in 2023. And today's topic is uh, is office actions. And so the specifically what happens after you submit your trademark application. And so a business owner goes, okay, I'm going to submit that application. I'm going to register my business widgets.com. And I've sent it off to what? Uh, Washington, D.C.? No, it's actually done online with the, uh, the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And you would be submitting an application electronically. But um, I did want to talk about office actions only because there was a change um, this past, well, in December. It was the beginning of December. We used to have six months to respond to office actions, and they've now changed it to three months. And I can, I want to talk a little bit about what that means and what it is an office action. Okay. Um, when, when you file an application with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, it gets assigned to an examining attorney. And the examining attorney reviews your application and your submissions and d- makes a determination as to whether there are any legal issues that have to be addressed. And those issues are usually spelled out in an office action, which is a letter that is received. And it takes a long time to get those. Um, you know, the whole process is still taking, you know, 10 to 12 months. So it's, uh, it could take, you know, four or five months, six months sometimes to get a, a letter from the examining attorney or to have the application even assigned to an examining attorney for that review. So once you get that office action, then it's very important that you respond to it. And like I said, it used to be six months, which, you know, in a way people tend to procrastinate when you have a lot of time to do something. And many times these, these uh, office actions would not be addressed immediately and sometimes would just be forgotten or not addressed properly. And it could cost your application to be rejected and your um, and, and be suspended, essentially, because you are not addressing the issues, the legal issues or challenges that the examining attorney found in your application. 
So is is this a uh, you you submit your application the the attorney that has been assigned to this case then sends questions back to the business owner who has uh, what a designated amount of time and the more the the longer they wait they may lose that trademark. No, so you have a deadline, and so the letter that is sent by the examining attorney to the person who submitted the application, whether it's the um, owner of the mark or attorneys, um, they will receive this letter and it will list the issues that have to be addressed. And you have to respond within three months from the date of that letter. Ah, gotcha. And, well, can so you, can you give me an example that. maybe of, of some issues that uh, a business owner may be, uh, may have to address? Yes. So there are some um, non. Hmm, what's the word? So there there are some that are are simpler issues to address versus more complicated legal issues. And so a lot of the uh, applications are reviewed to make sure that they are not similar to existing marks. So if there is a, um, a a proposed mark that's submitted that is confusingly similar to something that's already registered, then you will get an office action basically telling you that this mark cannot go through and you'd have a chance to respond to that office action and explain why it's different so that it will go through. Um, there's also disclaimers that are required to be made. For instance, if you have, let's just say um, your mark is choco cake. The word cake is generic. It's basic. And you can't claim a right to that. So the, the examining attorney may ask you to disclaim that word so that you can proceed with your application. And that basically means that you're not claiming any ownership over that generic word, but you can still use it as part of your mark. Um, another one may be um, a rejection of the specimen that you submitted. So a specimen has to be a real life sample of how you are using your mark, your proposed mark, whether it's in your product or your services that you are selling. So, And I, and I, I wouldn't actually send them a slice of choco cake then. No. So if you're, for instance, if you're selling these online, then a lot of times um, you would be able to submit maybe a, um, a screenshot of your website and the page that shows how to purchase it. Um, and that would show that you are actually putting this product out there in commerce and, and, um, and, and be able to show. And there are some specific requirements when you do submit web shot or uh, screenshots of, of an internet page or a website. Um, so those there are things that you have to be mindful of. And remember that there are a lot of uh, little um, nuances that could cause your application to be rejected. And you would have an opportunity to respond. And then, of course, the examining attorney gets it again. And then <laughs> if they have any further issues, they could issue another um, final office action. And if those issues don't get resolved, um, it could mean that your application will be abandoned and then you would have a right to appeal it. And that would be through a whole other process with the um, trial and appeals board at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. What would be the best advice then for a whether it's a consumer or a business owner who wants to 
submit for a trademark that what would be some of the first steps that they should take? I the first thing in my mind is really seek advice from someone who who knows. But uh, what what are some of the tips that uh, that you would offer to to a consumer or, or a business owner? Well, it definitely is important to seek advice. You know, your brand is very important. It has a lot of value. And so you want to do it right. And the longer you wait, the, the, the higher the chances that somebody else may, may register it before you. Um, so it's really important to try to get ahead of the game. And it's never too early. If, even if you haven't started using the brand, you can file with an intent to use um, application that kind of holds your place in line. And then you can, you know, once you start using it, you have a certain amount of time to show that you are using it and then you can proceed that way. Um, the other most, I think the one most, most important thing that you need to do before you, you apply to register a trademark is to have a very thorough comprehensive search done on your proposed mark to make sure that it's available and that it has a good chance of being accepted and that you're not infringing on somebody else. Sure. So that's the main thing. And then uh, it, to, to wrap this up, um, help me out again, the difference between a TM and the R with the circle around it. So TM just means trademark. And typically that's used when you haven't registered your trademark, but you could be using it. So you would have your common law rights just in your geographic area. The R is when you have a registered trademark and you can use that and display it proudly. There you go. All right. Yes. So TM could be, this is my name. I've been using it forever. And maybe in the process of, in the application process, but you haven't received that R yet, the the, the right to use Correct. the... Uh, the, the registered uh, trademark uh, symbol. Uh, if someone wanted to reach out to Susanna Mahady and had questions about trademarks, how can they get a hold of you? They can reach me through my website, which is uh, mahadylaw.com, or you can always send me a direct email to smahady at mahadylaw.com. And of course, Mahady, spelled M A H A D Y. Lady Mahady. <laughs> Late. Hey, uh, you're going international next week. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I mean, you're going, well, when we when we do this again, yes. you're going to be international. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're not going to disclose English. where, but uh, uh, <laughs> starting next week for what, the next three or four weeks, I, I think. Um, yes. All right. And you're bringing your microphone and, and uh, you're, you're, you can do this. <laughs> All right. I can do this. Okay. I'll pack everything. Looking forward to 2023 and uh, appreciate your time and uh, happy new year. Happy new year to you and everyone else. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments, to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get y'all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.